When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Running it straight between 2 and 3 o'clock. We're talking rugby league for the next hour. Uh, Sammy here, no Kempe today. He can't join oh, us, um, so it'll just be me. Um, but text in any time on get double on. eight double three, or you can give us a call 0800 150 We'd love to talk to you. Um, sorry, there's just like a fly or a mosquito in the on. background or something. Um, Sammy won't put me on. Anyway. Oh, here he is. He's finally <laughs> Come Tony. on, come on, mate! I thought am you here. were showing up today. I am here. Oh, I am okay. here. I'm here. I've bought in an ambulance because, <laughs> mate, you've you've had some wounds coming into you. A couple of stakes into the belly. It's fine. I know. Mate. I know. But don't worry. I've bought my first aid kit. No, I'll no. Pa- I'll patch them up and get you ready for Saturday night. Yeah, you're like. Um, you're sort of like the wise sage or the, the sort of the, the battle-hardened captain. The, the, the thing like, that I want to know. The thing that I want to know. Hold on, hold on. The scout goes into battle and sort of gets wounded and runs back and the captain's sitting there with all these stab wounds and, you know, the, yeah, half the yeah. head's so come off and just say, mate, you get in behind me. I yeah, know what's going that's on. That's called the general. I'm up on the yeah. hill and I'll send you in. Yeah. There's a few more to go You've in before me. You've been in a few wars. That's exactly right. Because I know how to take those hits. And But what I really want to know is why did you throw that comment out a month before... The final series. Because in the context of the video, Tony, and you of all people should know to go and watch the full, you know, go and listen to the full audio rather than just taking a snippet like it's some sort of Fox so who League cut the, who NRL cut the video? 360. Who, who, cut the, who cut the content? I don't know. I'm not going to not put any names out there. But uh, it was within the context of me saying, at this point in time, Kempi, I was making a judgment a month out. It's exactly what it is because I said in that video as well, uh, in the audio as well, I said there's nothing stopping me from if the Warriors win the next four games by 60 points and the Panthers drop a couple, why wouldn't be sitting here saying we're going to win the grand final? Are you going to own it? What do you mean? Like you said they weren't not going to win it. Are you going to own it? I 100% I will. Okay. But, I, didn't, I, but I never I said they can't. But I never said they can't. That's all I want to know. Well, now you need to let are it you, go because we've still, multi- still got a month to go. Are you a multi-millionaire? Because you clearly just get every production you. right in the I'm world, right? You. Every horse you've ever picked, seven one, right? No, or do you get a couple not wrong along the way. Oh, I've got plenty wrong. Okay, there yep. you go. It's sport, mate. It's but what I let it go. You just can't let go. <laughs> well, I, well, we can decide on what, October first like when I the said, grand like finals like done said, and dusted. Like I said before, you've thrown your sprat line out before it's reached the harbour. Just turn them off again, Robbie. We don't need this sort of drill for the next hour. <laughs> Let's talk some NRL, please. Some rugby league for the next hour. We're going to catch up with Jimmy Smith very shortly. He's a host over in SEN and, of course, played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, usually hear him on Staffy on a Monday and a Friday, but we're going to hear a little bit more in-depth analysis about uh, the NRL on this run home into the finals. Uh, we always start off the show talking about the game from the weekend, Kempe. The Titans on Friday night. It Ooh. was, a, uh, it was a, a scrappy game for the Warriors and, of course, playing against 12 men for the, for the majority of the game. thing that stuck out a little bit for me was what you've talked about and particularly in the Rabbitohs and the Roosters games in the rain when the Warriors try and go a little bit too wide early and not go through the middle which is their strength they sometimes start to fall away and I felt like the Titans dominated that middle middle third of the park on uh, on Friday night yeah so let's 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 address probably what everyone is carrying on about look a win whether it's ugly or not this time of the year is really important and they got the job done so 
you know, the focus shouldn't really be on what they did wrong or, or what they did right. It should be that they were good enough to get the job done. Because I'll tell you now, this team that was in that position last year didn't get the job done. Correct. At 18 all, I think the Titans go on and win it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they were show they showed enough resilience. And I see, I look at the other way, Sammy. I think, well, they'll learn from that game and they'll go a little bit better. Um, I think they're scratchy at the moment. I think with a month to go, they need to pick some form um, up to get into the finals. And especially if they're going to be playing Broncos at home in front of 50,000 people. Uh, if they do finish second and third, as as the tables sort of predicting at the moment, uh, and they can't they can't play that type of football. But the thing with it, to finish third, they've got to win all these games, and we said that. You know, we've we've talked it in batches. We've said first five games, next five games, bye bye, next four games, which they was really scratchy, and this last five games, yeah. Mm. And we've said if they win the last five, they're going to be in the four. Now, we were happy at the beginning of the season if they were scratching in the eight. Yes. Now that they've, they've performed so well, people are starting to pull apart the side thinking that they're champion um, contenders. Well, they are actually champion contenders because no one, you know, Penrith are hot. Brisbane are probably is hot. But the Warriors are sitting third and they're a little bit scratchy. I would be more on the um, side of they got the job done because last year they wouldn't have got the job done. No, the year before they wouldn't have got the job done. No, and I agree. And I, I said it, I've said it, I said it yesterday and Monday and Tuesday, and I've said it today as well, that uh, at the end of the day, the, the most important thing is that you get the two points uh, in games like that where you're not playing your best and there's certain parts of the game that you wish you did better. As long as you're getting two points, you can work on those and you're, and you're sort of not worse off getting the win. But um, you're right. I think there's still room for improvement and they do probably oh, have to go they- to another level if they want to you know, challenge... So just if Varga comes back, gets thrown straight back into the side. All right, you look at the bench, you don't know whether Curran really should be there or if they're going to use Jess Varga if, if um, your mate Egan goes down in the middle of the park at that hooker position. It takes away from what the team is actually doing. So they've got a month to get through and hopefully, we've talked about it, suspension injury and referees decisions and finish in that third position. Mm. I think if they can do that... Going up to the Dolphins in their last game, travelling back down to Brisbane to play them in front of a packed-out um, Lang Park. What do they call that now? Suncorp? Yeah. 50,000 people? Mate, it's a final. So, and with, if they get that game, well, you've got to hope that in a month's time, and this is Penrith, I'm sitting, I'm now a Penrith supporter, Nathan Cleary doesn't go down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heaven forbid that they lose Leota. Or, or a Fisher-Harris, or yep. even a Yell, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A Crichton. In a, mu- in a month's time, things can look e- totally different. But at the moment, I'm really happy that the Warriors went out against the Titans there, played as ugly as it got. They will, they'll will work on that, but they got the two points. And we know how important they, they are in the last month of football. If they want to finish in that third, fourth spot, you know, Sam, they don't win it outside that four. They've got a chance. Another um, Cameron Smith-esque Performance from Wade Egan at <laughs> Dummy Half as well. Uh, what did you make of the two Simbins though, Kimby? Uh, Nia Corde for the hand slap and uh, Fotuaka the, the send off. Don't get me don't get me started about referees. <laughs> all right, their referees and the and the bunker are gonna are gonna ruin a finals run this year for one team. I felt like the Nia Corde one was just almost in response to the to the red card. It was almost like well, an evening. He's got to be really they... he's got to be really careful, Marata, because he's already he's he's red flagged. All right, so he's been sent off three times this year, um, served some suspensions. Referees have got him there. Like, when you sit down, so the referees, this is how it goes. They go into the change rooms beforehand, they open up their, their book, and they go, right, Maratanu Okure, all these, all these areas we were looking at. Basically what I'm saying is he's at the top of the list, yeah, so they're yeah, watching yeah. for him all the time. So yeah. anything that he does, 
Sammy Hewitt goes out there and slaps her hand down there. He gets a, probably a warning. Don't do that again, Sam. Mm. Marata, mate, in the bin. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, who was your who was your who was your three points for on Friday night? Oh, Sean Johnson, country mile. Mm. Like Sean Johnson, two tries. You know what I mean? Like if he doesn't score those two tries, set one up and kick all those goals, they don't win. Mm. So the Dally M, I thought he I thought he secured it in that game. I think in the next month of football, he plays he plays to that form. Mate, it's rigged if he doesn't get it. There mm. isn't a player in the competition over these last 10 weeks that have played as good as Sean Johnson. Got to take a break. Uh, we're going to have Jimmy Smith on the other side. You can text her any thoughts that you have for for Jimmy on double eight double three. Uh, so we will take a break and come back with Jimmy after that. Listening to Running It Straight here on SNZ. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. 16 minutes past two here on Running It Straight. Uh, text coming through on double eight double three, and see all your comments on the YouTube live as well. Um, some people still ripping into me, as I can see, Kempe, but uh, we've got to get to Jimmy Smith across the ditch in Aussie. He is a host of the afternoon show on SEN in Sydney. He, of course, is a former South Sydney Rabbitoh and calls a lot of the games for SEN. Uh, I think we've got him on the line now. G'day, Jimmy. Welcome in. Hello, gentlemen. How How is the level of confidence over there in New Zealand, right? <laughs> well, Jimmy, it's funny you ask that question because Sammy Hewitt's come out a month out and I said to him, mate, it's like your, like your wife says, you're just coming out a little bit too early and called that the Warriors can't make it. So, Well, okay. I'll put, I'm going to put it like this to you, Jimmy. Take, take away the, the, the Warriors angle for a second, second here. If you, if you had a gun to your head and you had one choice for who was going to win the premiership. Is there seriously any other option other than Penrith right now? Uh, I actually said it uh, earlier this week, boys, too. I, I think it's roll up, roll up. Who wants to be the runners-up in the 2023 NRL season? Because, um, you know, th- there are scenarios where the Broncos could win. There's certainly a scenario where the Storm could win it. You could even entertain a scenario where the Warriors could win it. But the vast majority... Of the scenarios that I've thought about, it's Penrith Panthers winning the comp again in 2023. They are they are looking very very good a month out, Jimmy. But as you know, and you've played in that competition like myself, a key, a key injury in the Penrith Panthers, and I'm talking about it in the number seven jersey, and I think it throws those gates wide open. That's why I said to Sammy, I think he's called it a month too early. We've, we've got that run home, Jimmy. The eights making it making a run for it. The teams that are in the eight and just outside at nine and ten as well. What what? What have you got coming in late? Because I think the top four's pretty well set, but what have you got coming in late? Yeah, I agree with you, Kempe. Um, I'm not sure I agree with you with one injury, the Panthers, but anyway, we can get back to that. But yeah, I reckon probably in this order, Penrith, Brisbane, Warriors, Melbourne. Now, I think the Warriors play last week in southeast Queensland. So if they've got a semi final in at Suncorp Stadium, second v third. They might even stay there the week, which is interesting one with their preparations. Mm. But as far as the bottom of the top eight, I reckon your South Sydney, North Queensland, Cronulla on the back of that surprise victory against the Rabbitohs, and then the Newcastle Knights who are finishing incredibly well. Oh, well, maybe I phrase it this way. Caelan Ponga is finishing incredibly well and he's dragging the Newcastle Knights with him. The interesting one about the Sharks, Jimmy, um, you know, it's funny how one game just completely changes people's perceptions because we had that with the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. There were people out there saying that they were going to go undefeated heading into the finals, thinking they could win all of the last 10 games. Then they dropped two in a row. The Sharks, similarly, everyone's saying they're on the, they're on the slide way they go outside of the eight. One good game against the Rabbitohs, and all of a sudden people have them back in the picture. Is that... 
is that sort of how it just feels at the moment, where week by week, depending on what happens, the team's fortunes completely change? Yeah, well, we've, we've all done our projections, haven't we, Sammy? And then every week you go, oh, right, well, I got that one wrong, and that side overperformed or underperformed. And you know, when you talk about underperformance, we're still waiting for South Sydney to get going. And then overperformed has been Cronulla and Newcastle. Um, and then the other part about it is, too, like you've got those sides that are there, like Canberra, Canberra won, but convinced no one. Mm. Parramatta won, convinced no one. The Roosters won, convinced no one. Uh, so so that's the state of the competition. It's really interesting. And there are some massive games coming up for the final four weeks that are just going to be so influential about ladder position. But, you know, I think each side has the opportunity to take control of their destiny uh, in that, that those six teams that are fighting out for the bottom of the top eight, but um, we're yet to see them really take control. I think I think you're right around the Knights. I think Caelan Pong is playing really, really well, and they've got a decent run home. That one point that they have in their advantage at the moment, if they can get that game away, St George in the last game, and, and finish with that point, one point advantage, I think they finish as high as fifth for me, Jimmy. Um, are you, are you talking, when you're talking, well, let's go back to that question about Nathan Cleary. Are you talking that even if they do lose Nathan Cleary, that this Penrith side is is that far ahead of everyone else in the competition? Well, I, I think you've changed the conversation on it, Kempi, don't you? But like, even when Jack Cogger went in there, and if you had all the other parts to it, and there's so many parts to it, you know, with, with Isaiah Yo and Jerome Luai and, and Dylan Edwards in particular, but even with Jack Cogger going in, who was a very serviceable first grader, obviously he's not Nathan Cleary. And Nathan's last couple of games have just been extraordinary. But they they come back to the field, but I don't think you discount them. I, I still think them playing their best footy, even with Jack Cogger in there, I could still see them winning on grand final day. Yeah, OK. Well, this, we'll, we'll tend to differ with that because I think there's a couple of teams that probably could step above them, especially with this competition in the 17th team lengthening out the uh, the form. Let's just talk a little bit about the Warriors, mate. That game against uh, Canberra last week, they got against they got a game Titans. against the West Tigers. Um, sorry, against the Titans last week. They got the game against the Tigers this week. People are talking about the Warriors not playing their best football over the last month, yet they're still getting a win. They've got a favourable run home. Do you think the favourable run home, Jimmy, is too soft going into the finals for them? No, I, I, I don't think so, Kempi. I, I reckon there's so much work that Coach Webster would be doing with them. Um, I, my, I get the sense that his attention to detail is, is very, very good. Um, and remember, you're in this competition not with other teams but with yourself. Uh, and, and, you know, th- there's probably going to be some selection issues that come up as far as Warriors 17. So, you know what it's like, Kempi. There's always competition within a group, let alone with, you know, the teams you come up against. And if you're a Warriors player and you're a fringe player and, and there's an opportunity to go and play in the semifinals and, and finish top four, you know, they're the big games that you're really keen to play in. So I don't see the soft draw as being an issue. In fact, I think it can work in their favour. And, you know, confidence, I know Sammy doesn't have it, but if the Warriors <laughs> can build it and, and, and continue to build it leading into the semi, Like, you know, there, there is a, a part of me that says if that first week of the semifinals is against the Broncos at Suncorp and there's 50,000 people there and 30,000 are supporting the Broncos and 20,000 are there to support the Warriors in a final, I could see them winning that game. 
Yeah, so can I. I yeah, I said can. I can is in my vernacular, boys. Okay, it, it's just I, I've never it's, said it's, cut. The boat I've is slowly swinging here, Jimmy. So, Jimmy. When it comes to finals football, and I'm talking the whole finals, week one all the way through to grand final, what what's the difference maker for the top teams? Because you know, looking through the schedule this year, um, if you looked at the four or the five premiership favourites in the in the in the form of Melbourne, uh, Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne, probably Souths and the Warriors, the Warriors haven't beaten any of those other four teams this year. They've lost to all four. When it comes to finals, what is what's the difference maker between teams that go on and teams that go out? Well, well, Kempi might know this better than I, but I, I look at key position players with a great deal of experience, either at grand finals or or representative games. So if you, you start going through the sides there, then uh, aside from the hooker and the fullback at Penrith, then it's tick, tick. And I'll include the lock forward as well. Isaiah Yo, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. Then you go to the Broncos, Adam Reynolds. Ezra Mam, no. Billy Walters, no. Reese Walsh, yes. So you've got two out of the four there. The Warriors, Sean Johnson, yes. Uh, and then Wade Egan, no. Chance, uh, chance, chance, chance to a degree. Um, but Torhu Harris, I would add in that. But here's, here's the outlier for all of this. Think about the Melbourne Storm mm. and think about Ryan Pappenhausen back into that side. Yeah. So then your spine looks like Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes, Grant, it doesn't get any better. No, you're dead right, Jimmy. That's a fantastic, uh, I guess, analysis of what the, what we've got coming up. I like the Storm. I think they're real smoky coming in this last month. But I won't be like Sammy making a call out four weeks out from uh, the final start. Hey, look, Jimmy, I want to ask you a question. I had this on the breakfast this morning, talking about Payne Haas. And I said that the Australian Rugby Union will throw their hat in the ring in and around trying to get him contracted to them. Um, and it looks like he's gone to the open market. But where do you sit with the CBA and, and, and contract negotiations like this being a, um, done this time of year going into a final series? Because there's so many grey areas in that CBA. Where are we at with that? Because that needs to be sorted out. Uh, meeting today. So meeting today between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association. Um, you know, Peter Volandis has now gone on the record and said he could sort it out in a day. Um, Clint Newton has put his hand up and said, right, well, let's get it done. Whether they've settled on a mediator or not. Um, the, the, the crazy part about it, Kempi, is that the issues that they are working through are not the big issues. The big issues have been decided. What should you get paid? What percentage of revenue? What should the, the girls get paid? Where do we apportion these parts of revenue? Um, basically, it's around, well, we want privacy laws and legal requirements that are mandatory across all employment contracts in Australia, so that's very straightforward or should be. And then the other part, which I think is the real sticking point, and that is around transparency. So how much revenue are you making? If you're in a revenue sharing agreement, how do you expect the person who you're in that agreement with to accept something that doesn't show, doesn't have full transparency about how much revenue you're actually making? That's, That's the concern of the Rugby League Players Association. I spoke at length with Clint Newton yesterday, just um, off air, um, just hearing his concerns around things. It's all very straightforward. They just need to get into that room and sort it out. And then you can start having clearer understandings about what what the future holds for someone like a Payne Haas, where there's going to be interest, whether inside of rugby league or outside of it. And we know there's going to be significant interest. And what the Brisbane Broncos and anyone else can do to hang on to Payne Haas in rugby league. Yeah, it- 
the, the part of this that really sort of is a sticking point with me is it seems to be, I, I get that they're 95% of the way there, but it seems to be that some of the, the, the key areas that need to be looked at, I'm talking about pre and post career, and also the way that these players are being managed these days, they've sort of gone by the wayside in all this conversation. Is there being talk about, you know, for me, around player management, for instance, and the way that you can pick up a, an accredited agency, that being um, policed better so that we don't have all of this issue that we're having in the game at the moment with them? Well, I think that's a that's separate to the collective bargaining agreement, but I, I think it's an area that does need some inspection. Um, you know, people... Basically, if you pay your money, Kempi, you can be a rugby league manager. Yeah. Right. And, you know, which leads to an openness of the market. So there's the positives associated with that. But it then also leads to a lack of skill associated with those people who do do manage some of these high profile players. And you've got to remember, it's the low profile players as well, too. The guys who get one, maybe two contracts within the NRL that have to do the best for themselves for those two contracts before they're you know, for want of a better term, they're spat out of the system because, remember, it's professional sport and it's pretty cutthroat. Um, they, they need to maximise what they can get and, and you just hope, and remember, hope's not a strategy, you just hope that their manager is doing the best for them. Mm, yeah, no, very interesting and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out before the uh, before the season wraps up. Jimmy, just uh, finally a couple of quick ones to finish, uh, maybe on the Warriors. Who do you see as the real key for them heading into the uh, ending into the final four games and into the finals and if we can just park Sean Johnson because I think that's a, a very common one who's somebody else that you think is sort of the key for the Warriors moving into the into the finals all right I'll identify three players then beautiful um, I think Wade Egan's form this year has been career best would you compare um, who would you compare Wade Egan to just quickly Jimmy oh I got a I got an interesting look from Corey Parker about four or five years ago when I was calling an under 20s game at Penrith and Wade Egan scored four tries, all of them different, all of them showcasing the skills that he had. And I made a comparison to Cameron Smith. Oh, so, hang uh, on, hang on, he hasn't finished. Okay. So I'll, I'll go with um, uh, most – look, he's not Cameron Smith and no one was, right? So he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, but the way he engages markers, you have a look at what the way he engages markers. And, you know, Adam Fanua Blake is fantastic at getting over the advantage line. He's really helped by what Wade Egan does with the markers, which is a classic Cameron Smith ploy. Harry Grant does it very well also. The other one who I think is really important is Torhu Harris. So a yeah. lot of stuff with teams now come off their 13. Torhu does it better than most. And I just wonder how Staffy's going with that petition for Michael <laughs> Maguire to get him to play for yep. the Kiwis. Gathering momentum. Uh, and then the, the third but not the final player, I think Dylan Walker off the mm. bench has been incredible. And and he plays a he plays a thirteen type role. He plays a middle forward type role, and he's got hasn't quite got the speed of his time in a centre, but can really create in attack as well. So I see him like he's he's a different number fourteen to what we've seen in the National Rugby League, but he's no less effective than the very best of them. So I think he's going to be a key part of this Warriors side moving forward as well. Yeah, I think you've named the 13 and 14 in the NRL Team of the Year. Hey, Jimmy, just be quickly before we let you go, State of Origin, does it come to Auckland? It should, but it probably won't, Kempi. Yeah. You know, I, 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 and, and Staffy and Sammy have told me, you know, I'm interested, oh, what's the appetite like? And they're adamant. You put it on at 10 o'clock, 
maybe the residents around Eden Park wouldn't be so happy, but you put it on at 10 o'clock at night and you'd still get a sellout crowd because you guys are used to watching it at that time. I, I think 9 o'clock, you know, 7 o'clock into the east coast of Australia would be fabulous, but the networks probably won't do that. And if the networks don't want to do it, Kempi, it ain't going to happen. I thought, um, I thought there was talk about it being a Sunday afternoon game, Jimmy, so it would more be like maybe a 2 o'clock over in Australia, 4 o'clock here, so it's before no all the networks hit. Well, we, we've just gone away from doing a, a Sunday State of Origin, so that would then be a change completely with the schedule. Mm. It, as I say, it should happen, but unfortunately I think it won't. All right, Jimmy, uh, we, will, uh, we will let you go, mate. And uh, just, just quickly before we do finish, not can, will the Warriors win the Premiership in 2023? No. So, <laughs> you know a, what? He's a you know what, Jimmy? He's been waiting for someone to agree with him all week. <laughs> good on, good on you, Jimmy. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, lads. There you go, Jimmy Smith, uh, joining us here on Running It Straight. Uh, Kempi, the Warriors going to win in twenty twenty three? I'll let you know in a month. I've told you so that about half fence, a dozen times. So you're sitting on the fence, No, I just don't make, um, like, I don't throw my sprat line out like so, you do so in the dinghy. But that is literally no, I'm the definition big, of sitting I'm on sitting the fence. A, I'm sitting in a big launch heading out to the open water and there's about 17 teams on it. So I'm just waiting until uh, a month's time when the Who do you think is going to win the Rugby pick. World Cup? Uh, no, no, no. At the no, moment? You're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to say. At the no, moment? You're not allowed to pick it this far out. I got, I got no you're idea. You're not allowed to pick it this far out, mate. Out Come of on. maybe France, Ireland and the All Blacks, I think. They should seriously change off the back fence to on the fence no, in you, the morning. What you need to do is you need to let it go. <laughs> you, threw, take, you threw it out, you got to own it. Just take a break for new sport and weather. More coming up after that. <laughs> 25, coming up 25 minutes away from three. Uh, great to catch up with uh, Jimmy Smith. You're going to get through a couple of texts and questions now, and then uh, we will go through the Tigers games this Saturday down in Hamilton. Our first one comes in from Sam saying, after looking at the table, I don't think that the Panthers... Uh, Panthers, Bron- uh, Brisbane 1-2 as, as locked in as everyone thinks. If Brisbane win all their remaining games and Penrith lose one, we would play Penrith in the first week. Brisbane still have a bye and they are currently equal on points. Penrith still have to play the Eels who have proved to be a bogey team for them. Interesting 360 led with the Warriors last night and Dave Riccio predicted we would finish top two. Also um, that Sean Johnson tribute on um, 360 before 360 last night was fantastic. Um, Kempe, what do you reckon? Because uh, he's got a bit of a point there, Sam, and that's not me, by the way. Yeah, no, that's right. It's a smart comment because there's still a month of football to play. So, you know, there are scenarios to play out. You don't know who's going to come down injured. You don't know who's going to hit the suspension. Um, or, you know, a referee decision. As Graham Annesley came out on the weekend and said he'd, you know, the, coach, the referees made three poor decisions, and those can cost teams games. So, you know, the the ladder has so much more movement in it in this next month. You've got, uh, I think the Knights here sitting a point in advantage, I think in, is an advantage. You know, they get all their games um, and they pro- probably could win all of them in the, in the form that they're playing in at the moment. Then they could sneak up as high as fifth. So, it, you know, I, I just think we've got to reassess where everyone's going, like you did this week, where everyone's going after their, their performances on the weekend. Some of them have got some really tough games, you know, and the Broncos play Melbourne last game. And I'll just say, uh, like, when they get to that game, they may have won the last three, su- secured themselves there in second place, um, and decide to rest their players and, and not lose anyone against Melbourne. Yeah, because it is all massively hypothetical, because what if the Warriors lose the next three games? And what if Penrith lose exactly three or four right. themselves? Like, But that is the nature of the NRL season, is that it is just so up and down. Mark says in here, uh, we didn't get to ask Jimmy this, unfortunately, but uh, what's wrong with South Sydney? All the so-called experts still say they can win the whole thing, but time must be running out, especially with Kempe tipping them every week. That's remarkable. Well, yeah, 
Yeah, and that's Mark size 12. Um, yeah, look, I, I just think, you know, they've got St. George, Newcastle, they've got a buy still to come Sydney Roosters to play at home. They can win, they can get those four points and still up, end up with 34 points and end up in fourth position. Mm. You know what I mean? And and Mark would be going, no, don't say that because you've just put the hoodoos on them. The reality of it is that St. George is sitting second last. The Newcastle Knights need the points just as bad as them. They get a bye and then they play Sydney Roosters who, well, we called it, what, four weeks ago that they weren't going to make the eight. Mm. So they've got a dead set chance of, of finishing really well and with that bye in hand still finishing in fourth position. Just a couple of comments on the uh, on the sort of origin ca- uh, chat, Kempi. Would you rather um, a state of origin being brought to New Zealand or an Anzac game? Oh, an Anzac game every day. I would much rather, like, and I know that they've come out and said there's an international calendar, but they've come out and said that every every four years. Um, like, I would much rather just an international Pacific Cup. I think New Zealand need to really forget about Origin coming here. Like, you want to go into Origin, go to the whole experience, go to go to Brisbane, go down to Caxton, watch watch the uh, fans whack on the bus, go and sit in there with true Queenslanders and support a Queensland side, or, or, or go down to Sydney Football Stadium and support a, a New South Wales game. That's that's what that should be about. Bring the Pacific Cup back with the Tongans, Samoans, and the Kiwis, and play a Pacific Nation Cup here, mm. mate. That'll be you pack the you pack Mount Eden out at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, as much as I want to see State of Origin here, just for you know, sort of my own reasons of being being able to watch it and how big of an occasion it would be, it just sort of feels wrong to me. Even when they take it away from Brisbane and Sydney, it feels sort of wrong to me and, because and it's and, you know, and it, it does. Jimmy Jimmy makes a really good point there. No one's going to watch a game of football at ten o'clock at night. So you're going to go to a game of footy at Eden Park at ten o'clock at night? I would, but yeah, a lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of people. You would with about 10 other people but not, I'm not going <laughs> well it could be a school well it will be a school and, night and as well by the way the, the, the Eden Park Foundation that say uh, you cannot play any noise after 10 o'clock you, like the reality of, of sport being played at 10 o'clock at Eden Park is just not going to happen and I'm, and you're not going to get the broadcasters say well you can play it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon they've taken it off the afternoon slot already they ain't going to put it back there for one a one off here in New Zealand mm. got to take a break uh, when we come back uh, we might have a look at the Tigers this weekend down in Hamilton 7.30 kickoff. we have live commentary here on SCNZ it is an away game for the Warriors although you'd predict about 95% Warriors fans in the crowd so we'll, uh, we'll take a short break preview that after this uh, coming up uh, quarter to three here on ECNZ, running it straight myself and Kempe. Uh, this Saturday, 7.30pm, the Tigers taking on the Warriors at FMG Stadium. Waikato in Hamilton, home game for the Tigers, but uh, there's going to be a lot of Warriors fans in attendance. Just firstly, uh, Kempe, you, you sort of hope that uh, the Warriors fans uh, give the Tigers a good uh, amount of praise as they come running out onto the pitch for, for actually bringing a home game yes. here, the only, the only home yeah. team to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and especially... Um, when you think of the season that they had, they've been under so much pressure. They can't, they can't buy themselves a halfback. They're letting a really good one go. I'm, I was saying, Sammy, you know, like you let Luke Brooks go. If you have a look at what the Warriors did, Sean Johnson last year wasn't playing that well. And you've got Andrew Webster comes in and he's got Maratunua Kure, um, you know, Mitch Barnett. He brings in, you know, play, players around Sean that can actually help him. And the, and the Tigers take a different route. Instead of helping out Luke Brooks, because there's not that many good halfbacks in the competition, they go around and let Luke Brooks go sign to Manly. Now they're chasing third-grade halfbacks as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then they've you know, got this coaching issue where you don't know if Tim Sheens is, is going to last, if Benji's going to be the next coach, Justin Holbrook might be going there. And then they bring their home game here. You know what I mean? When they're sitting rooted to the bottom of the table. I actually don't think they're going that bad. You know, I think that... Um, 
they'll, it'll be a lot closer than people I, think on the weekend. 100%. I actually, um, especially the last couple of games I've watched, the Tigers actually are competing. That They're certainly not playing like a team that's in 17th. No. They're a lot more competitive than that. They're just, uh, yeah, and they're close games. They're not getting blown off the park like perhaps they were earlier in the season and last year. Um, so I've seen a big turnaround in them. Um, I'll run through the team list quickly for you. Uh, the Warriors, uh, just the one major change, and that's uh, Tane to Opiki starting at fullback because uh, Chancellor Klukstar, of course, out with the HIA protocol. Uh, Wateni Zalesniak, Montoya on the wings. Berry, Pompey in the centres. Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson in the halves. And you've got Fanua, Blake, Mitch Barnett, the starting props. Wade Egan, the number nine. Jackson Foreman, Atania Corday in the second row. Toru Harris, the 13. That means Dylan Walker, Jazz Tavanga is uh, on the bench from the outset this week as opposed to coming in as the uh, as the extended man. Bailey Surinan and Josh Curran. So, uh, yeah, it's good for Andrew Webster at the moment. Kimby's able to sort of name a, a relatively... Um, you know, similar 17 from week to week, just just a minor change there with uh, Tane to Opic instead of Chance. Yeah, and well, and there's, they're not carrying anyone to cover Wade Egan. You know, if you're thinking about Wade Egan gets a, gets a knock in it, and it's highly uh, probable, you know, to, that he runs into an HIA sooner or later, well, who's he going to throw there in a hooker? And of course, you're going to go to Jazz Tavaga or Dylan Walker. You're going to lose that impact. Um, that I think is really critical to the way that they're playing. The other one in and around having uh, Tane at fullback is that. Everyone's looking about can Tane carry the football. Offensively, he gets himself around. He beats people in that. It's not about that. Like The reason that their defence is really good is because of the way that Chance Local Clockstack can organise his middle players and his edges into the right position and identify the threat. This is, this is going to be a really big game for Tane defensively. And I'm not talking about pulling tackles off. Whether or not he can do the same as what Chance does in getting his players organised. And you you'd see you don't have any um, room for flexibility here. Because if he misses a call and he gets a player in a wrong spot... They're, like anyone in the NRL is going to spot it, and the number and you you got to remember he's coming out of, out of nine for the Tigers and up Curacao. He gets a play on the wrong spot. Up Curacao is going to ex, uh, ex, expose that. Yeah, uh, the uh, the side for the Tigers are in Buller at the fullback, uh, David Nofaluma and uh, Asu Kapai on the uh, sorry, and uh, Junior Tupai on the wings. Then Staffatai and Asu Kapai in the centres. Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks in the halves. Stefano Utukamanu in the and David Clemmer the props. Apisa uh, Korosau in the uh, as the hooker. Isaiah Pavaliti, John Bateman, and Fanua Pole the back rows. And Jake Simpkin, Alex Seafarth, Alex Twell, Sean Bloor on the interchange. Uh, where where is where's the big battle this weekend, Kempi? Oh look, it's it's not a bad side, is it? Like a big Ford pack, um, Isaiah Papali is coming home. John Bateman, he's, he's a he's a jack in the box. You don't know what he's going to sh- um, turn up with. And Stefano Otokomanu is back in the side after having a bit of a, a break because of an HIA. That's where it's won, mate. The Ford pack, if the Ford if the Fords for the West Tigers can't lay a line for Luke Brooks and Dane Laurie, who's going pretty well, then they're just going to you know get taken apart by Sean Johnson, who's in absolute career best form. Uh, I like this young kid Jarring Buller at the back, um, the fullback, the young nineteen year old. I think he's a player of the future, man. If I had some money, I'd be throwing it at him left, right, and centre because I don't think there's that many or as good a fullback running around with so much potential. Um, but this is another one of those Warrior games, mate. It's there for them. They would expect to win this and win this handsomely. Uh, I'm just a little bit cautious of HIA. You know, it's got to, we just got to. It's going to play a part. I just hope it doesn't play a part this weekend. Uh, weather forecast for Hamilton Kempi isn't looking good either. A lot of rain expected on Saturday evening. Now we have seen with the Roosters and Rabbitohs game, the Warriors struggling in the wet. What what Sandra Webster got to be aware of taking the lessons from those two games if it is going to be wet on Saturday night. Oh, look, I don't think he's even revisited those games. I think he's looking at the Gold Coast game and he's he's done what you've. 
uh, identified straight off, Sammy, and he's told told the boys, don't worry about going wide. Let's go. We'll just play this game in the middle of the park and really dominate the middle of the forwards. We called this about a month ago. We said between now and the end of the season, the Warriors really have to settle on the on their middle middle of the park play and build towards the finals. They don't have the luxury of of chopping in and out of that form week in week out. If you have a look at the good teams, the Penrith, for instance, they they don't change. Mm. You know what you're getting every week. You've, you, they're going to challenge you in the same spot every single week. And I think what Webster is going to be saying to his players this week is go back to to what we know. You know, go back to what works really well for us. Tohu dominating that middle. Dylan dominating off the off the um, the bench, and you've got your your Jazz Tavagas, your your Noel Cordes, your Mitch Barnetts, and and of course the other good forward and Aiden Fanua Blake just just running through that that park at, at will. So um, they go away from that then I, I can see the Tigers getting pretty close. Can you give us a prediction, Kempi, or is it too far out? No, no, I, I, oh, look, I, don't, I think it's going to be close. I think the Warriors still get it. I think they get it in a close one, but I don't think it's by much. I think it's probably 12 and under. Okay, and uh, you're going to give us an end-time try score, or we wait till Saturday evening? Wait till Saturday. I know you try to get one out of me already, but... Um, we yeah. broke the streak on uh, Friday night, but I'm going to put that down to you not being here. Well, I wasn't here, here mate. You I wasn't here, you know, was, and, I, and, a... and I'd actually about six beers deep, too, by the time you asked me, so I wasn't really <laughs> thinking about it. I was looking at a hook of LeBron down in Rickerton and whether or not he's going to win win the next race, because I had plenty on it. So, sure. um, mate, I think I think I could uh, pick a, a try scorer. Uh, it's got to be a first try scorer, Kempe. Uh, I've got one in my head. Okay. Yep. All right. We'll wait till Saturday. You'll be surprised. Live commentary at 7.30 will be on air from 7 if you want to tune in. Uh, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll have a look at just some of the other big games over the weekend, get some predictions on those. Running it straight with three and a half minutes away from three, we'll hand over to the run home with Kirsten Beave after three, but we'll just quickly go through the NRL games. The other game's on uh, over the course of round 24, starting tomorrow night at 9.50 with the Seagulls and the Panthers from Four Pines in Sydney Kempe. Pretty pedestrian, you'd think, for... Uh, Penrith? You don't know. Well, you don't know what you're getting with the Seagulls, even even at home. And uh, um, the the Panthers are building nicely, mate. They should win that one. I uh, I sort of relate or um, equate the the Seagulls to sort of Warriors teams of the past, Kempi. Where you must just be so frustrated as a fan, like you said, some weeks you're getting a team that can beat sides in the top four. The next next week you're getting teams, you know, losing to teams in the bottom yeah, eight. Frustrating. Yeah, it? very frustrating. Uh, uh, Sharks Titans. Friday night at 8pm, that is from Points Bet in Sydney. The Sharks turning around uh, the fortunes last week against the Rabbitohs. Can they continue it against the Titans? Yeah, I think so. At home, I think they get the Titans. Uh, Titans getting Tino back? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. In the middle of the park, I, I just think that uh, you know one wins, change the Sharks season again. They, they could uh, finish as high as sixth. Broncos, Eels, the late night on Friday. And Good that's game. Gabber in Brisbane. Um, what do you reckon? Broncos. How close? Oh, I know that the Eels go right up there too normally. Uh, a close one. Close. 12 and under? Yep. Uh, Rabbitohs Dragons. This one's in Cairns. Yep. Um, the Rabbitohs heavy favourites in that one yeah, per the I, bookies. And I reckon fir- first try scorer, Latrell Mitchell. Okay, there you go. He's he's got something to prove after last week. 100%. Uh, Roosters Dolphins on Saturday. There's the late game at nine thirty five from Allianz. Interesting oh, one that one. Yeah, the Dolphins they, they they're there or thereabouts, but defensively they've got some big lapses in them and, and players playing all over the place. So I'm going to go the Roosters with that one. Yeah, and uh, as great as uh, Val Tafari uh, has been playing on attack defensively, he is getting. Um, caught out big time uh, on that edge. Uh, Storm Raiders uh, is a Sunday game at 4pm. Yeah, big game. I'm picking the Storm here. Pappenhausen's back. He, uh, he'll get one. So he'll he jump back? on him any time try score. I don't know if he is coming back this he'll, week. I'll tell you what, he'll come back in in the number 48 jersey. Okay. If he does, that would be a massive inclusion for them. Um, he did look pretty good as well in, his, uh, in the reserve grades, all the... Um, 
What side was he playing for? Was the I've got no idea the what they call it. Yeah. I can't remember the, the exact name. And then finally, our Knights Bulldogs on Sunday at 6.05. That is from McDonald's Jones Stadium, Newcastle. Five in a row. Like, when I was over there, you got to remember this, only six weeks ago, Aiden O'Brien didn't have a job. Yep. You know what I mean? And now, five five games later, they're sitting inside the eight, and Caelan Ponga is career-best form. So I do just wonder about the Bulldogs at the moment, Kibby, starting to sort of get some guys back in, that forward pack starting to go back to the side that they had at the beginning of the season. It's... I don't know, ripe for an upset potentially. Nights, oh. at, nights at home, full stadium. I reckon yeah. the crowd comes back. And um, they're riding the confidence too. Like it just keeps, you know, the more you win, obviously the more the more confidence you get. Yeah. And it feels a little bit like that with well, Newcastle. Well, they, they're used to winning. So I'm, I'm picking the Knights in that All one. right, so there you go. Those are predictions over the weekend. As I said, live commentary of the uh, Warriors-Tigers on Saturday night from Hamilton, live here on SENZ. But that's running it straight for a, another week. I will be back next Wednesday. I'm sure all of our predictions will be blown out of the water and we'll be changing our tune. I probably will be, given uh, the heat that I copped this week, Kempe. Uh, but we will be back to cooler. revisit it all. It gets cooler. Next yeah. Wednesday. Just take that, heat, ru- that, take that blanket off. The run home coming up You're with uh, Kirsten Beeb after three. <laughs>